Welcome to the Feel Good Podcast with Kimberly Snyder. My goal is to help you develop a holistic lifestyle based on our four cornerstone philosophy, food, body, emotional well-being, and spiritual growth. This holistic approach will help you feel good, which I define as being connected to your most authentic, highest self. And this is the place from which your energy, confidence, creativity, true power, and true beauty will start to explode. Every week, we provide you with interviews from top experts in their field or a solo cast from yours truly to support you in living your most beautiful, healthy, and joyful life. I'm your host, Kimberly Snyder, founder of Saluna, New York Times bestselling author, and holistic wellness, nutrition, and meditation teacher. Let's get started. Namaste, loves, and welcome back for our Thursday Q&A podcast. Our topic this week is what is workplace spirituality and how to help cultivate it? So this is a really interesting topic because we talk a lot about spirituality here. It is one of our four cornerstones in our lifestyle for creating true wellness, true beauty, and true fulfillment. And the other cornerstones are food, body, and emotional well-being. And whilst we don't always think about spirituality in the context of our work or our career, what we will discuss today is really showing that everything is interconnected. And so when we're talking about expressing our spirituality, which could be really thinking about expressing love, expressing our values, expressing how we really look at the world and our personal beliefs, we don't want to just contain it to being at home or when we're out with our friends, there are respectful and boundaried ways to really show up as yourself across your life, including in your work, which is deeply fulfilling and feels really good and feels energizing and feels authentic. And when we are authentic in our lives, we are able to allow our energy to flow. We feel happy. We feel joyful. We feel peaceful. Because being who we are out in the world allows our whole nervous system to relax. It's very stressful to try to be or project some sort of image of something that we're not. So I love this topic and we'll talk about it. And as I mentioned, I'll give you six very clear takeaways that you can apply to your own life. And you can see which ones fit with you and which ones don't, or maybe all of them resonate. But this is a way of building that wholeness that wholeness across your life, which really does nourish us in such a deep way. So I'm really excited to get into our show today. But before I do, little reminder to please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify, wherever you listen to our show. It's just an amazing way to support. So I thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Please also for your own welfare and your own flow state, please be sure to subscribe to our show. So you just... Um, get reminders. You don't have to think. We have shows on Mondays and Thursdays every week. One is an interview show and one is a the shorter Q&A show, which you are listening to today. Please remi- remember that you can submit your questions for our Q&As over on our website, which is mysaluna.com. And hopefully I will answer your question in an upcoming show. Please share the show with anyone that you think would benefit our Feel Good podcast through a link or a screenshot or whatever is easiest for you to share the love and expand. And also a little reminder that our new book, Baby, the latest one, which is called You Are More Than You Think You Are, 
is newly out in paperback. So if you want to pick up a lighter copy for yourself or gift it out to someone that you love or care about, you have this option as well, which is our practical guide for creating and redefining your whole life from the inside out. It includes, again, just like our show, practical information, teachings, research, takeaways, and it is really meant to be accessible and simple, but very powerful. So check it out wherever you can, Amazon, online, local booksellers, you're more than you think you are, which is the truth, which is the perfect segue as we get into our show today about spirituality in the workplace. So when we're talking about spirituality, we are not necessarily talking about formal religion, although you may think of your spiritual practices in that umbrella as well. Spirituality is really about an expanded vision of life and seeing that things aren't just the linear, it's not just what we see with our physical eyes, but that there's energy behind all things. And so spirituality is taking that perspective into the world. It means that there is a higher force, a higher power, whether it's the universe or God or spirit or source, however you like to conceptualize it. Spirituality is about seeing this interconnectedness, this oneness of all things, and starting to live in accordance with that perspective. So if we do truly believe that all things are interconnected, It means that our values might include rising compassion, seeing that we are part of everything and everything is part of us. So we don't want to harm anything. We don't want to, you know, we want to live life with do no harm as much as possible as our mantra. We want to walk softly and use kindness in our words and in our energy and to live from our hearts and from our intuition. So we can think of this idea of bringing spirituality in the workplace as bringing our values into the workplace, bringing our hearts in. So we don't have to turn it off when we're there. We don't have to turn into cold robotic beings, but instead create this extension of who we are into our workspace. So there is this wholeness, this oneness that comes through our lives And then, therefore, allows us to connect more deeply to bring our values and the love and the compassion into those around us, including at work. So there's research around this, which is really interesting. Um, One is a study from 2014 that shows that spiritually um, inspired programs, spirituality programs, can help with psychological well-being and human health improved employee commitment in the workplace. There is another study that shows that workplace spirituality is recognized to increase integrity and job satisfaction and motivation. And yet another uh, study shows that different uh, models of workplace spirituality. So when we're talking about these models, it can be a place for people to worship or meditate There can be mindfulness classes or meditation classes or yoga classes that are offered or many different ways that it can be introduced into the workplace. But this, uh, this research found that it was, um, it increased job involvement, organizational performance and a sense of community. So there are practical benefits. If you're listening to this podcast, podcast and you are a manager, or in charge of facilitating or creating space at work. These are 
these are important um, measure measurables for not just you know feeling nice and this warm fuzziness, but also it does help with actual job performance. So that's something to take note of, both on a personal and collective level. So there is a lot of benefits. And from a personal standpoint, as I mentioned, not just productivity, but we can show up and feel that we are being authentic and we are allowing our hearts to merge with a place where we spend a lot of time, which is work. So we don't just have to be who we are, who we really feel that we are in front of our loved ones, but we can extend that through our life in respectful, boundaried ways, which we'll get into right now in, um, in our discussion. But just to remember again, our cornerstones, food, body, emotional well-being, and spiritual growth are ones that we want to bring across our lives in our partnership, in our relationship to food, and so as it applies today in our workspace. So how do we do it? How do we not feel weird or that we are impinging on others you know, freedom or we're not, you know, overstepping ourselves. And so that's what we're going to talk about now. How do we practically apply this so that we can benefit, but it feels really good and nourishing to us at the same time? So the first tip is to connect your work to your value system. So in a larger sense, spirituality is the values that we hold near and dear to our heart. It includes those values such as kindness and compassion. So we want to enter a workspace, or perhaps this is a wake-up call to shift our work environment to make sure it is supportive of who we are and what we believe in. So if you are, you know, plant-based, for instance, and you're working at a butcher shop, which I have heard from a couple people, (laughs) it may not exactly feel aligned to you. So there will always feel a sense of restriction or blockage or that you're not really fulfilling your highest potential. Or if you really care about, you know, others' health or welfare, for instance, and you work at a place that is, um, you know, focused on sugar or putting out products, you know, for more sugar, that may not align either. So you want to just take an honest appraisal, just look at where you're spending your time and your energy and the tasks within your job as well. If part of it is, you know, you have to be harsh with people or there's a lot of, you know, there's just areas of your job that just don't really feel good to you and that your energy is going towards something that you don't really believe in. You want to take a look at that. It may mean switching to a different position within your company or maybe having a conversation with the higher ups and the management team and saying, hey, I'd like to focus more on this. Or maybe you're in a great place right now, or maybe you just need to make a little bit of a shift or big shift. And these are things um, that you have to sit with. No one can ever tell you the right answer. But the first part about introducing spirituality in the workplace, first off, is there a fit right now at all? Or maybe you're starting to, to look at, you know, elsewhere and making sure that you can be authentic in your workplace. It doesn't mean over the top. It doesn't mean you're trying to preach to people or anything like that, which could impinge on others' freedom. But it's important that you are in a space that feels nourishing and feels good to you in the first place. 
you will probably spend more time with your work colleagues and in your work environment than you will with your friends and sometimes with certain family members. So you want to make sure that it's aligned in the first place and make changes as needed without fear because you will thrive if you are placed in an environment that allows you to thrive and you will start to feel stagnant if you're in an environment that that makes you feel um, constricted or, or small. Our powerful feel-good digestive enzymes formula helps to break down protein, carbs, and fat, helps to better utilize nutrients, preventing bloat, and getting the most nutrition out of your food. Take two to three right before lunch and dinner and boost your body's overall vitality and nourishment today. I'm here to share my podcast exclusive. Using code BOOSTHEALTH, get 20% off your first order at mysaluna.com. That's Boost Health for 20% off your first order today. So our second tip is to be present and vulnerable with others. So this doesn't mean that you have to share your full life's story, but what this means is we show up in the recognition that the people at work around you, your colleagues are people. You're a person, they're, they're people as well. So this connection of just being really present with another human, looking in their eyes and listening to them and being there when you're with them is very powerful. And when I say vulnerable, it means that you can show your humanness. You can show your heart. You can be there as a actual, you know, living, breathing being instead of feeling like, you always have to hide. You know, I have to say that I only worked in an office personally for about three months of my life, three to four months when I was done with backpacking and I was in New York and I was doing many things. I was starting to teach yoga and I was going back to nutrition school. And so I worked at this office for a couple of months and it it was very um, strange to me. And I know every office has a very different um, climate and culture and, you know, work environment space. This was so formal that it almost felt like people were changing their voices around each other. Like, hi, how's it going? Ah, fine. And it was never really real. So it doesn't mean you have to share all the boundaries of your, you know, all the details of your life rather, but you can be more human and you can definitely be present and show up and look at someone, you know, into their eyes. And it makes a really big difference because other people will feel that they are seen by you and then they in turn will see you more. And then it really does bring this more connected work environment space. That's part of spirituality. It's part of the richness of going beyond just the surface of the ego and the thinking mind and the headiness into deeper connection. So the third tip is to treat everyone as equal and to really see the truth. So the truth is that consciousness, God, spirit is in every single being. 
And when we recognize that, then we are really bringing the truth of our spiritual practice. We are living it. We are bringing it to the workplace. And I bring this up because often there's a hierarchy at work. This person's the CEO or the founder of the company. And then this person is, you know, the, the messenger or whatever. And sometimes it's like this scale of, of worth. And bringing spirituality to the workplace means we're all humans. We all are made of the divine and we are all equal. So we treat everyone the same. We see the light of spirit in every single person, no matter what their job title is. And so this is this, this also applies to yourself, really feeling and knowing and understanding your own worth. So not minimizing your own contribution, whether you're starting out and maybe you're an assistant role or whatever, you are equal to everyone else and everyone is equal to you. So this deep sense of equality is a very important part of establishing a spiritual environment because hierarchy isn't the truth. It's a man-made concept to create societal structure, but it's not the truth of who we are. So deep sense of equality pervading the workplace despite any sort of job titles is very important. Number four, we keep healthy boundaries. So just like I was saying, when we're vulnerable, we don't have to share everything. We also have this sense of what feels good to me, the lines and boundaries of what I want to share about my personal life and what other people can share with me and also how they treat me and how I treat others. So if you're in a work environment where there's storminess or chaos or moodiness, really keeping the boundary of not engaging in what feels in your heart to be unhealthy. If someone is projecting something from their personal life onto you or handling something overly emotionally in the workplace, we stay in our dignity. We stay in our space. We don't have to demonize or we definitely don't want to get down to their level, but we just keep this nice sense of love, compassion, but boundaries, right? So both ways, going this way and going that way you to others and others back to you. And this way, it really keeps a really healthy space where we can be open and we can be loving, but it's not overly touchy-feely, which can make people uncomfortable and can make you know the overall workspace feel murky. Healthy boundaries create more heart space because we know where we where we stand and where we where we land and where it's okay to go but it doesn't cross any boundaries that would make anyone feel like it's too much. So again, all of this is unique to inside of you and what will feel right to you. There isn't, you know, exact guidelines for each work environment. So you just have to see what is right for your space. So number four, you can bring up programs to higher ups or find programs that sp- help spread spirituality across the community, across the workspace. So these should be voluntary. They should be optional. They should never be forced. But this is something that you may want to bring up, whether it's a mindfulness program or meditation program or 
you know, a, a communal space for stillness and silence and, you know, people being able to practice their own spiritual religious practices in the day, whatever it is. If you feel called to it, you can bring this up and help promote it at your space. I will say that I did a program for Hearst, Hearst Media, with all the different magazines and all the different parts of their media um, organization. I did a program with them at 9 a.m., which is 6 a.m. here in L.A., where we I meditated for the whole team. Everybody got a copy of my new book. And it was really incredible to see all these beautiful faces pop up on Zoom. So it was optional, and but everyone could participate. And we got really great feedback where people felt really settled and intuitive and more awake as they went into their day, but also that they felt connected to each other. So this is an example of a program that I personally got to be part of that was really wonderful and I could see the benefits so maybe that's something that inspires you for your workplace or if you are a manager or, or a space creator at your work, something you may want to look into as well. Number five, be grateful for everyone and what they bring. So what this means is that gratitude is part of appreciation and seeing others. And again, it goes back to something that feels really simple and basic, but it's often overlooked in the workplace. And it's so powerful is seeing each other, not just putting on this robotic front, but being really grateful for each day and for where we are and what we're creating, what we're working on at work, no matter exactly what it is. But if it aligns to your values and you're working there, we want to be grateful. And then we want to be grateful for each person. Each person is a gift. Again, no matter exactly what they bring or what their personality is, in some way, shape, or form, they are inspiring growth. They are moving things forward. They are part of this cornucopia mix of, you know, the environment that's there. So we want to show up with a grateful heart. And something that we can do before we go into work is to meditate. We do our personal practices, whether it's five minutes or 10 minutes or longer, And then afterwards, we can do our gratitude practice. And part of our gratitude practice is to be grateful for those of our colleagues at work and to set an intention for gratitude and showing up and seeing each other and seeing all your, you know, everyone that you encounter in the day with love, peace, and acceptance. People will feel when you are grateful for them and they in turn will be more grateful for you. And number six, give up being right. So, spirituality, oneness in the deepest sense is that we start to see that everything is part of oneness. And there are so many different perspectives and parts of the journey and other people's journeys that we don't maybe understand. Maybe we don't understand exactly where someone's coming from. But when we stay open and receptive, we realize that there are many ways up the mountain and we aren't necessarily right. Taking things out of this context or right or wrong opens up the space for infinite possibilities. And this openness is part of spirituality instead of being closed and rigid and just my way, just my path, just my religion, right? It closes us down versus openness of literally the the namaste I see the light in you. That's what it really means. I bow down to the light in you. I bow down to 
the infinite expressions of the divine in my fellow brothers and sisters. And so in the workplace, I'm open to new ideas. I may feel really passionate about a project or way of going about something. But when someone brings something to my door, I can say, oh, interesting, that's another way, or I didn't think of it that way, and let me contemplate it. It doesn't mean we have to agree or that we have to adopt everything, but the rigidity of right-wrong closes down, whereas the openness of, huh, interesting, maybe creates this spiritual flow, the creative energy in the workplace, the love, the light. It is openness and curiosity are spiritual qualities. And so that will definitely allow the energy to flow more as well. So now we'll review spirituality in the workplace means expressing love, expressing values, seeing each other as people and celebrating the miracle of life and awareness and awakening to that. We don't have to compartmentalize. We don't have to shut ourselves down and only enact our beliefs and values when we are in a specific setting, rather that we can let it flow through our entire lives into the workplace, bringing this this wholeness, this deeper perspective of spirit, universe, and all things into the work. And six practical ways to do that are number one, to work in a place that aligns to your value system or allows you to feel your own values can be expressed. And so fundamentally and first and foremost, if you are in a place that feels blocked or stagnant, you may want to make some moves either within that organization or to another organization, just to make sure that you are aligned. And then number two, we want to be present and vulnerable with others so that we can show up and see each other and look into each other's eyes and be human instead of robotic. Number three, we see the truth. We live the truth. We express the truth, which is that everyone is equal. And Yes, there are different job titles to create a practical structure at work, but underneath we recognize the spiritual truth, which is that every single human has a drop of spirit in them. And so every, therefore every single human is completely and utterly equal. It does not matter what we look like, what we do or do not do, what our job title is, how quote important we may be deemed within the organization. These are societal man-made structures underneath the spiritual truth is equality. So we want to live that and breathe that every moment of every day, including at work. And people will feel that. We see past the BS of the ego and we live the truth of equality. And then number four, we keep healthy boundaries. Oh, I actually did... Um, three twice. So there's seven. Sorry about that. <laughs> so number four actually is keep your healthy boundaries with yourself and with others. This means you treat yourself with the self-respect and worth. You do not let others treat you poorly. You stand up for yourself and you also share what feels good and you take in what feels good, but you keep those healthy lines. We have some podcasts on boundaries and boundary setting if you want to check that out as well. Number five, find programs that spread spirituality that you may bring up to the management team or if you're a manager yourself, which are voluntary and 
optional, but can be helpful in the workplace, whether it's a, 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 you know, a mindfulness course or meditation or whatever it is. Number six, be grateful for everyone and what they bring in every day, because the energy of gratitude is a very powerful spiritual one, which will foster abundance and cooperation and love in the workplace. Love is present everywhere. We don't have to turn it off and turn cold. We can be loving again, but boundaried at work. And number seven is give up being right. So we can be passionate. We can have our opinions, but we want to be open and receptive and go past black and white, right, wrong, which can feel really um, rigid and shut things down and foster more cooperation through connectivity. And huh, that's a new, new idea, a new way of looking at things. So I hope this inspires more love, peace, heart, and spirituality in your workplace. Let me know what you think. Let me know comments, other questions you have, of course, over on the podcast tab of our website, mysaluna.com, where we will put up these show notes and connect you to other shows I think you would enjoy, as well as recipes, meditations, our practical enlightenment meditations, and more. We'll be back here Monday for our next interview podcast. Till then, take great care and sending you so much love. Namaste.